are oppressed. We are exploited. We are denied not only civil rights, I'm but even human rights. First place, come play with me. You want second place? Let us sing forever. Let us play forever. Wake your ass up. Awaken the beast inside. Welcome back to the realest podcast in the world. I'm Osama. My name is Muhammad. And we are Ways. If I sound dead, just because I'm tired. But anyways, we still got a podcast to do. Muhammad, tell them this amazing episode and what it's about. Like we told everyone during the month, Women's Month is a month where we honor guests who are very honorable in what they do, how they perceive themselves, and how they have an everyday grind that's embedded in their overall goal of changing the world. And these people are diverse in what they do and how they approach as far as the community themselves. And we all want to take notes from them because if we do that, we can become better individuals overall. So today's guest is a very special person. Uh, we've never met her before. It's our first time talking to her. So we did an event uh, a while back ago for Future Vibes, and uh, I saw her on a prompt, like as one of the guest panel for Black History Month. And seeing her page, I just knew that she's doing something that I wish I would have done when I was like 18 or 19. And even then her mindset and just her credibility is just something that had to be talked about, had to be shared. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode because her IG account, the name itself, I'll never be broke again. Let's me know if someone's that vulnerable, that open, then obviously they have a story. And with that story, we must take heed. So without a doubt, we have Kalisha. Welcome to the podcast. Let everyone know where they can follow you. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me, guys. You can follow me on my uh, financial, I like to call it a financial education page. Um it's called, as uh, Muhammad was saying, um, I'll never be broke again. So all one word, no spaces, no periods, just spell it out and you'll find me. Now, the first question I have for you is, what's your background? Where are you from? Okay, so I was born in Canada, but my parents are, um, my dad was born in Canada as well, actually, but my mom was um, born in Bermuda, but by accident. <laughs> and she was supposed to be born in Jamaica. My grandma just got caught traveling, but she grew up in Jamaica. So her background is Jamaican. That's amazing. That's dope. And obviously, like when it comes to immigrant household, there's like certain unwritten rules with money and stuff, right? Uh, I know my parents were is like, hey, our job was just to come here. And once we're here, it's on you guys to take over. And it's like, okay, but what does that mean, you know? And when I used to get in trouble and stuff in school and stuff, my dad's like, I didn't swim all the way to this country for you to act like a fool, you know, and all these different things. So I want to ask you, what does it mean as far as your upbringing, as far as your culture and your background? Like, how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? What was it like growing up in your household? So I grew up in Scarborough for like until about grade two. So not majority of majority of my life. I actually was in Ajax, but started in Scarborough. Um, my grandma came over and then uh, she brought my mom over and then one of my uncles and my other uncle. And then um, so my grandma has four kids. So one is still back in Jamaica, but um, and um. My cousin as well, actually, which was the aunt that's in Jamaica, her daughter. And we're all in like a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> um, I I don't really remember much of like where everybody slept because I would love to see if I could go back and see how we all fit in there. 
um, in that apartment and how we all shared two bathrooms. Um, but yeah, so we all like kind of like thugged it out until we were able to, my mom was able to get an apartment actually down the hall from my grandma. So then we, then me and my mom, and my sister um, moved down the hall and then we moved to Ajax. So my mom and my dad ended up getting back together by, I was in grade two and then they bought a house in Ajax. Uh, so far, you've been mentioning your grandma, and she must sound like a wonderful person because I always say the risk she's been taking since the beginning. What is one thing that you learned or maybe she told you that stuck with you for the rest of your life? Oh, it's a good one. She always, yeah, don't give up. She's always, she never gives up. My grandma is a fighter in many different ways, sometimes physical, as she tells her stories as when she was growing up. I know the ones. <laughs> but, yeah, right? <laughs> But, um, yeah, like she's never given up. Like even when things are hard, when life is hard, she never gives up. But she always finds a way to get what she needs um, and also to give back. Right. So she's also that piece of giving back and that piece of being kind and helping out people. I definitely get those traits from my grandma. Before we get to the financial education, as far as who you are and what you are currently still in the beginning, as far as school, were you a good student? Were you a bad student? Did you care about school? Did you hate school? Like. I want to know if this is a transition or was this like something that was going to happen? It was bound to happen. Let us know. This is a great question. Okay. I was bad <laughs> in school. How bad? Very bad. So in Scarborough, I was always in the principal's office um, for some reason. And I, I remember Mr. Snow, that was his name. And I was always just chilling in his office every day. And then when we moved to Ajax, my mom's like, okay, it's a new start. Behave in, in class. Um, that didn't happen. And I was always in the office there. I had like, you know, my own spot that I would be sent to. And there was even like an incentive with the principal. Like if you don't go to the office for like a whole week, I'll take you to McDonald's for lunch on Fridays. That um, is amazing. Yeah. That lasted like two weeks. Um, but it was clear. <laughs> and, um, and then when I went to high school, um, it was the same and then the only thing is when I got to high school, that's when the suspension started. So they never suspended me in elementary school. But when I got to high school, that's when the suspension started. And it was always just like conflicts and like challenging authority. I was always a kid that you could never just tell no. And that would be that's it. That's the end of the conversation. I was always a kid like, like why? Why can't that be done? Um, you're telling me just because you're an adult and I'm telling you that's not enough. Yeah, that's how I was. So as a kid, of course that is seen disrespectful and you will get in trouble for that. And I didn't care. <laughs> Osama, I actually want to talk to you quickly because it's a weird thread that I'm noticing. Like everyone that's so, everyone that's doing something positive as far as in their life, whatever thing they're doing, as far as finance, photography, entrepreneurship. Now, it seems like all of us had <laughs> a linear thread of us being the worst kids in school because everything you're saying really translates to me and Osama's story. That's what we're laughing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It is, but I wonder, like, is it is it because we've been told we're so bad, 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 this is this, this is that, whatever, that we're just going to say, yeah, I'm going to show you, or I don't know. You said something that really captivated me. I'm not someone, when I was younger, it's like, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can tell me what to do. Also, too, in my head, I just, like, there has to be a concept of respect. And I remember, like, a lot of the times when I would show an act of defiance towards teachers which i was known to do because like you said you didn't get suspended in elementary i used to get in, in school suspension with like with my colleague my brother over here and that's because we saw something wrong within the system and we're like no that's not how it's gonna go we were the voice of the voices for our class like certain people who would come to us it's like yo i'm getting tired so we, when me and him speak about it you look beside you 
everyone's silent and like where were you guys when you were like complaining to me but uh i do want to say this quote it's like the baddest students end up becoming the baddest bosses they're the most toughest bosses because they're had to like i'm not ever going to treat my employees like that i'm never ever going to go do like that so for me with this entrepreneurship brand i want to give everybody a voice and that's why for me school you don't think i hate school because i sucked at it no i i did suck at it but it's not because of the reason i hated school it's because there was a lack of discipline towards students or towards sort of teachers where they were not giving students enough time to give them the ability to learn and like give them the ability to actually speak their voices. That's why I'm not a big fan of school. Well, I'm the opposite. I love school. <laughs> um, I actually like for grades wise, like I was never like my mom never got a call. It's funny. My sister was like my mom would get calls. Carla didn't do her work. Carla didn't show up to class. Carla didn't whatever. And it's always Klesha was rude in class. Klesha whatever, but Klesha handed her assignments on time and Klesha's getting good grades, but Klesha just has like no manners. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was. It got to a point where my mom was just like, you guys got to stop calling me, call her dad. She's like, we got to alternate. Like, you know, if this is an everyday thing and it's not going to change, you're going to have to alternate because I can't keep taking all these calls. But I left high school, I graduated on time, I finished and I left and I went to college. Now, okay. I want to figure out because financial education now, and you told us at the beginning, and also you kind of let us in the middle. Where was that zap as far as like, hey, like I want to do this financial education? Like what was the influence? Did you watch like a movie? Did you start seeing like motivational speakers on YouTube? Did you meet someone? Like where did it start? Like where do you have that feeling? Oh my God, I did not know about this. And I actually can do this. Like where did it start for you? So... Um, okay, I'm going, I'm going to start back from college. So college, I went through college, uh, first time getting OSAP, blew my OSAP in a day, <laughs> uh, $5,000 in a day. Ask me what I spent. I don't really remember. <laughs> I, I know, I just know a laptop came from it, but that was it. So $5,000 in a day, it was gone. So I always had this spending problem. Even when I was um, in high school and I was working at McDonald's, I, my paycheck would come in on Thursday and by Sunday it would be done. So there was always this, like, I need to spend all the money that I make mentality, right? And I would buy nonsense. Like, there was a time I was cleaning all my closet and I found two disco balls. Why did I buy two disco balls? I don't know. I'm just buying nonsense, right? So nothing that's going to actually, like, help me out or things that I actually need. Yes, yeah, so that, that was college. Um, I met my boyfriend at the time. And then as like our relationship started to get serious, I said, uh, we were deciding like, you know, we, what do we want out of life? Right. So we wanted to buy a house and we wanted to get things and he was working at the time and I was working part-time, but I was still in school. So we're just trying to make, um, moves on like, and plans on how we can, uh, save for a house. And he was a saver and I was a spender. Right. So I had to figure out how I can get to his level and meet him where he's at so that we can accomplish our goals together. So I was like, okay, like what's the, what's the basics? What's the thing? So I'm on Instagram, I'm scrolling and I'm seeing a lot of pages, financial literacy pages, financial, like that. Um, but they're from the States, right? So they're talking about 401ks and um, I think it's ROI or IRI, something, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm not, I, I can't translate this into, into what happens here in Canada. So I'm going to have to uh, do this research on my own. Um, my mom works at the bank. She's worked at the bank since I was like, alive um so i'm 24 so that will tell you how long so she she works in the mutual funds department so she has a little bit of knowledge on certain things but not like 
the broad, like the budgeting and stuff like that, not those stuff like that. So I said, okay, like I got to figure out what this is. So I sat down, I did my research and I'm like, okay, what do you want? Like, how are you going to like make sure that you actually like budget and make a plan and, and do, and do all this stuff. So I said, okay, make an Instagram. Don't, I wasn't going to put my face on it. So I wasn't going to attach an identity to it. Um, I was going to just like make an Instagram and leave it. Uh, at first it was private and I was just going to have my friends and my family on there. Right. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's make it public because it's information that people, people might want to just know and it could be beneficial. Right. So I made it public, but I still didn't have my face on it. And then I was like, okay, like I'm going to just literally just post my updates. And this is just for me. I'm not doing this for anybody else. This is just for me. This is a place, at least I know I have to make a post Every time I get paid, I can make a post every time I learn something new um, and it's going to help me kind of retain that information and also kind of get me into a routine. And now almost two years later, this May will be two years, um, we're almost at a thousand followers <laughs> and I have taught workshops and I've done one-to-ones. I have like helped a lot of people make a plan um, and it's just, it gives me like, I get to give back, right? So I, I'm in. I'm a social worker first at heart, and that's the field that I'm in. So it's kind of nice that I kind of get that same like feeling, that warm feeling of helping somebody. That's amazing. And now we're at the present. So thank you for updating us as far as your story. And you did college. Now, when you decided to become a social worker, I saw on your page that you had to go to University of Toronto. So what made you want to go to university, and what made you want to do social work? Yeah. So the, the helping nature, I've always loved to help people. So that was in when I was in high school and I was talking to science counselor. I'm like, um, maybe I want to be like an orthodontist or like a dentist. And she's like, yeah, you don't have the grades for that. So you're and like, you're not going to you're not going to make it there. So I'm like, OK, fine. And then I heard about social. I was in social service work at George Brown. And I'm like, ooh, like, let me, you know, do two years there and figure out what happened. So I killed two years there. The insulist both both um, all semester. Sorry. And I graduated with honors and I'm like, okay, perfect. Now what? Like this, this isn't the end. Then I went to UOIT, which is Ontario Tech University, which now turned to Ontario Tech U. And I did my, un, I did my undergrad there in forensic psychology. So that's just a criminal side of social work, more like um, uh, wrongful convictions, uh, victimology, stuff like that, 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 that I kind of really liked. So I did that. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to do? At that point in time, my relationship was breaking down. And I'm like, okay, so where where do you most feel like comfortable? And I most feel comfortable in school. It's just, um, and I'm like, okay, so then what do you want to be? What do you want to do? And yeah, you've mastered like the social work aspect and everything like that. But is there something else where you where you would want to like branch off almost like a second career, like a backup kind of like that? And I love to teach. Um, I've always had a love for teaching. Even when me and my siblings used to play school, I was always a teacher. So I always had that like, you know, creating, creating um, worksheets and workbooks and all that fun stuff. Um, so I said, okay. I found the higher education and adult learning program at U of T. And I said, okay, you know what? It's a master's program. I'm just going to apply. They say you don't get in your first time when you apply for your master's, but I'm like, whatever, I'll just apply and see what happens. And then I end up getting in. So that was a little blessing in disguise. And I just finished that December that just passed. I was going to say, it's actually amazing the fact that one, you're able to do all that 
and what you love. A lot of people have trouble doing two things at one time. They think they'd have to pick one thing and they, they can't do the other. And to me, that's kind of inspirational because one, like I'm not sure how your experience was with the organization with Air Mills Youth. I know you spoke there. And I want to ask you, how was your experience talking to the youth about financial? Like, how was the perception for them? It was good. I always find it interesting because like youth, when I was a kid, well, I'm still a kid, but when I was younger, um, at 16, 17, I don't really care about saving. I'm going to be honest. I'm caring about if I have enough lunch money to go with my friends to McDonald's. Uh, you know what I mean? Or I care about if I have the, the latest Jordans or the latest like, you know, outfit and everything like that. I don't care about savings. And I do understand the idea of planting that seed. But I don't think that seed in a lot of uh, younger youth will grow, um, which is why my, my end goal is to I want a financial literacy general education elective in the colleges. Because that is a time where people are like, okay, I got to get my shit together. I got to get my life. I'm working towards getting a job in this field. That's why I'm going to school. How do I manage the money once I get in the field? So that's why I went into the, the higher education kind of thing and adult learning. Yeah. So you mentioned something. You worked at McDonald's, right? Mohammed, you also worked at McDonald's in high school. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. And this question, is, this, question, this question is for both of you. Do you think McDonald's taught you any lessons? Like, looking back at this age, did McDonald's teach you any lessons looking back in terms of money management or, like, becoming a well-rounded person? I want to hear your experiences from both sides. McDonald's taught me so much, so much. Mind you, I got hired when I was 15. It was my first job. I was super excited. To let you know the mindset, I walked in with a dress shirt and, like, dress pants, and my friends happened to be there. So, him and the guys were there, Osama. And when I was walking in, they were just laughing at me. They're laughing so hard because it's McDonald's. Why are you wearing a dress shirt and dress pants and stuff, right? I took it super serious. My manager at the time, she knew, and eventually I got the job. And the cool thing about McDonald's, it's that it humbles you. It doesn't matter what you are in life, as far as your status, whether you're rich, middle, or poor. It humbles you because you realize that it's a melting pot of people that come into McDonald's, whether they have money or not. And through that, you have interactions, especially when I worked because I was driving, right? And you can learn something from every single person, right? Even though you're saying the exact same thing as far as, hi, welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? But you can learn so much just through how they engage and the language. And also one thing, like my managers, hearing their stories, getting to know them on a personal level and just realizing like them at their older age and what are the mistakes they made in life or just situations that happened that made them stuck there. Just knowing that, feeling of guilt and hatred they had towards not myself but other of my younger peers because they're so arrogant uh didn't want to show up to work just didn't care is as if like my manager trying to tell them like hey man like don't end up like how i did and stuff you don't want to be making 13 35 an hour and might have a ford focus or something like that it's not worth it and stuff right so myself i'm like you know what i'm just gonna try to take as much lessons as i can so obviously when i do leave it, it changed my life forever. And it did. Like McDonald's was the foundation as far as myself being a hard worker and just having that scope of never giving up. Yeah. That's amazing. I've known you this whole time. You've never shared a story once. Yeah. Because I always say every time you used to come to McDonald's, I, but the thing is even McDonald's, like just think customers, like it, we can't give you ketchup. You have to ask. It doesn't make any sense. So for me, I'm like, you know, let me just go out of my way, give you extra ketchup. Or if a person I know, a group of guys, give them extra fries 
also seeing sour sauce and through that you just build connections this guy, this guy would bless me bro bless everyone you, you would bless me bro and when you when you were when this guy was there i was i was getting blessed with your chickens <laughs> those were the days but what about you what did mcdonald's teach you basically everything that you just said and um in the connections like i've had a lot of friends now in my adult life that i've met in mcdonald's and we've become like lifetime lifelong friends um which i'm um, i appreciate and i love them all so dearly um and it's just like yeah like schedules and okay i need i know i need to be here this time i can't show up late i need to you know what i mean just kind of having that like it, it it a lot of the traits and even just the basics of the customer service basics being kind you know how can i help you and it helps and it helps me now be the best social worker i can be right so no matter what the judgment i don't know you know i could look in your car your car could be the dirtiest car ever <laughs> i see it through the drive-through but i'm still you know kind and the things that you know that you that you've asked for that you've ordered so working in a fast food place definitely humbles because i remember when i was 18 years old i just finished first year and i remember uh a friend Saad says he's like yo there's this uh company where you could do a uh, lot attendant which is basically taking the cars and like moving them around at the dealership i'm like i'm so down to do that so when i went i found out you needed your g license i only had my g2 license so the guy was like hey how about you do general labor and i'm like not knowing what general labor was at this point, working at McDonald's Pizza Pizza and Tim Hortons was like a big no because of my ego was not allowing me to work there. Because I thought I was, I thought at that point I was bigger than anybody else. I'm like, who are Tim Hortons for me to work there? So I go for one day at general labor. I'm, I got humbled so quickly because in my head I was like, these are people who are working for a living. And I'm only 18 years old. So I obviously at this point I'm getting, I'm trying to get my education. I'm, I know I have a future because I'm like, I'm taking towards the right steps. But these people are immigrants working to make a future. Instantly, I'm like, I remember the guy. I remember till this day, the guy asking me, he's like, "Are you coming back tomorrow?" I'm like, "Yeah." I said it like I said, "God willing, bro." In my head, I'm not go- coming back at all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the same day I went to my dad. I'm like, "I'm quitting." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Listen, I learned a valuable lesson. I'm gonna go to Pizza Pizza." I applied and I, I started working the night shift, which was like I think Saturday and Sunday from three o'clock in the afternoon to three o'clock in the morning, and then Fridays would be three from nine to three. And that's how it was such a humbling experience. You're always going to start on the bottom to get your way to the top. And I remember if I, if I ever, if, if anybody who's like, I don't know, 27, I'm 27 and younger listening to this, I don't care how old you are. Sometimes you have to work a harder shift before you maintain that top because my ego was not allowing me. And hearing both your stories, one inspiring because like you said yourself, your friends were making fun of you. Our friends were making fun of you for like coming in dressed up. as like, oh, it's McDonald's. But Little did they know that McDonald's shaped to the person you guys are today. Now, the next thing I want to ask you is, I do not understand because, well, I, I'm, that's the point. They're on the show. But the cool thing is when people, especially we know it's social media, whatever you're doing, whatever platform you have, you want to present the perfect version of yourself in whatever field that you're part of. As far as the knowledge and experience you gained and what you could give as far as expertise skills to others. When I saw your page, I'm like, cool financial education i understand i've seen it a million times the layout beautiful nice and everything the one part that literally appalled me i was like stumped was the post where you actually like were vulnerable you're showing like all your receipts everything but what i mean people is the fact that depth like she's telling you like i'm in depth and right now on your page if you go on your page in the bio it says current depth $38,905.31. When I saw that, I'm like, I am done. This is the greatest thing on earth. She's broke a mechanism I've never seen. No one does this. 
it works because obviously it's vulnerability it's truth what makes you do that on a platform in a time in history where everyone's trying to be the perfect selves like why why is your imperfection so perfect so it actually went up it's at forty one thousand one hundred sixty two and eighty two cents. <laughs> uh, stay tuned, uh, April first. It might be down a little bit lower, but um, yeah. To answer your question, I'm just like okay. So the approach that I took with it. So I'm uh, for those who are listening and those who don't know, I share everything on the page. Everything financial, financial related. You know, everything that happens. If I'm going through. Um, I find like our our spending habits are tied to our emotions. So um, if I'm going through, I like to call it a financial funk, I am sharing that with, with everybody. So everybody is really there and with me every step of the way. I think it's important because I can't say, oh my God, I paid off my, my $28,000 car loan in four years. You can do it too, but not walk you guys through how I did it and not show you guys what when I messed up, which was like, you know, last summer when we were outside for that little bit of time and I spent a lot more money than I actually had to, right? And so, and I want to let people know, like, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to rearrange your plan, reevaluate, uh, make a plan, scrap that plan, start a new plan. You might make the same plan that you just scrapped, but it's okay because, you know, now you feel like this this time it's going to work. It's it's okay to make those mistakes and it's okay to be planning. It's okay to do all this stuff because that just shows that you're just, you're, you're determined, right? You're going to, you're trying to get to where you want to be, right? And it's okay to have pauses in the in, in in time right I always say I use the same reference in um social work like it's you're in the car it's your car it's your life you're driving it I can just be in the passenger seat to come and help you out and, and guide you but sometimes if you're the driver and you want to take and you want to pull off on the side and take a break you could pull off on the side and take a break there's nothing that tells you like you, like, you know how many times I feel like okay maybe I should just like cool on the financial literacy cool on but and just like relax you know what I mean and then a couple times I'm like no I want to go 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 because I have these goals that I really want to meet so you can take breaks you can do all that stuff I just I I find it, I, you you need to just you need to be open because that's the only way that I can I can teach other people if I'm open I can't put up this thing like oh yeah I'm a millionaire and I made this much money in six months like no like come on like let's be realistic and I and I think that's what brings people to me and 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 draws people to my page is that wow this girl is just like me this girl is 24 this girl has a whole bunch of student loan debt this girl you know what I mean this girl had a car payment this girl had all these things that she wanted to do. And, and that she's, she's telling you guys she wants to, and she's done it, right? So she's paid off her car loan. She's working on her student loan. She's done these things. And it's all mapped out right in front of me. And she showed us how I know how much she brings home every month. I, I, I would make this joke. The only thing everybody, they don't know about me is my SIN card. My SIN number. It's the only thing they don't know, right? Everything is out there. So. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Like, quote that you said that stuck out to me is like, the only way I can teach is if I'm open. And I think that's a beautiful sentiment. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the same thing. That's what really stuck out to me because I was going to say the more vulnerable you are with your audience, the more they're able to connect to you. That's why a lot of people come to our show or connect with us because me and you are always open. Like we've said so many things on this show. Had this show not been a platform, I guarantee we'd never have mentioned it. Like we mentioned so many stuff in 100 episodes, not 102, mind you, that someone else can say is like, wow, this guy actually this guy actually went through this. So he's not just this top shot to me. I don't even look at myself as a top shot. Like people look at our podcast and they're like, or maybe they look at you and they're like, Oh, how can I get that? But I still humble myself because I know I've been humbled multiple times in multiple years where I'm like, I don't care how, how big I get, how successful I get. 
for me, being an immigrant, being obviously a visible minority, I always remember is that it's always to give back. So I guess when it comes to social work, right? For me, it's always when I give back to the community. So when I go, when I go talk to, for example, Aaron Mills, you said our future vibes, when you go talk to them, I look at them and I'm like, I see myself. So when I see someone who's a troublemaker, I know it's not because he's a bad person. I just know that they're not giving him the chance to speak or they're not giving him the chance to like express himself because I was there. I was that kid who got away with it because obviously there was no social media. But brings me to my next question for you. Social media has a lot of bad advice when it comes to financial expertise, right? So what it, what what's your advice to the youth who are looking at that and say, oh, but I want his lifestyle. It's obviously a fake. It's a facade. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to be realistic and say, this is the path that's for me. What's my purpose, right? And sometimes you might not know, but this might not be, we're not all going to be rich. I'm sorry to say that to everybody, but sorry about everybody. Oh, man. We're not, you know what I mean? And that's just how it goes. But it's, it's the difference between being rich and wealthy and, and, and living in the mansion and stuff like that and just being financially secure. There's a big difference, right? We can all be financially secure if we all make the right steps, but there's things that's going to happen. There's jobs and there's careers. Like I'm, I didn't go, like if I really wanted to be wealthy and have a great paying job and stuff like that, I wouldn't have went into social work because they don't pay that it's not good money over there, I'm telling you. So, you know what I mean? But I'm doing it out of the love of my heart, and it's not for the money. So that's what I would tell somebody. Like, pick a career that you're going to find. You're going to come home, and you're going to be like, I feel satisfied. You know what I mean? I feel great. I feel amazing. Yeah? And then you'll and just keep working towards financial security. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to add on to what you just said because you, again, sparked an idea in my head. And we've, we've interviewed definitely over 100 people at this point. And you said something that captivated me. You just said that not everyone's going to be rich. Rich is not equal happiness. Because I could tell you from the people we've interviewed, I could tell, like, looking back from what you just said, a lot of them did not seem happy. Like, I could just look at their their inner self. They seemed, in one specific person that we interviewed, the same day we interviewed him, he posted a post of him expressing how he felt. But looking at you, I see how authentic you are. You just said that you would rather do something that you love than make the money that like obviously you could have went somewhere somewhere else because a lot of the times do something you love is a lot more important than making the money i always tell my friends i'm like look just because you enter this industry does not guarantee you're gonna make millions of dollars because i'm like if you suck at it you're gonna like hurt yourself even more i thankfully have tried different industries like like okay this, this is what i'm good at this is what i'm good at but if i hear one day and i hope all the success to you that you make it i don't compare myself i'm so happy for other people to succeed i think a lot of other people are if it's not for them they get dissatisfied yeah 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 and and i i agree with that it's true and we need to remove like that mindset from our from this uh, hoping this generation maybe the next because if somebody pays off their student loan i'm so happy and they tell me and they like i've just been i've been following your page and and you know how many testimonies i get in my dms saying like this is amazing this helped me out i i followed this and this helped me get here or, or i opened that account and now i have a stock account or something like that like just certain little, little things kind of it's very you know i'm super i'm super excited for you i feel like you know i think it was it was my my friend at the time um he just got a he got a job in his career in finished school and he was, wasn't able to find a job he found a job in his in his career i felt like i got a job like <laughs> we got a job like it felt amazing like you know what i mean so and a, a lot of other people you would be like oh my god like how'd you get your job so so early in your career how'd you get whatever blah 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 like no like i i felt like I, I started to make like, you know, almost 70K a year. Like I, I, that's what it felt like, right? And we need to just keep like, you know, uplifting other people, right? And, and, and understand that, yeah, remove the comparison and understand that 
my path and what's for me might not be for you and vice versa, right? So how can I want something that's not my path? It's not for me, right? We all have our own path. We all have our own destiny. We all have our own purpose. So we all have to just keep that in mind. I think it goes back to being content with yourself. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying be comfortable. Like obviously take yourself off, out of your comfort zone, but you have to be content with yourself in the position that you are today. Like for me, I've just said earlier, like I'm not a big fan of school, but I've I, like, there's times where I thought I'm like, you know, I might go back because I'm interested in like graphic design or I'm, I'm like, I want to go back to my interest and see if I'm able to like extend my education and like grow myself. Obviously I did, I did a lot of self-education, which is great, but obviously people have to stop comparing. Like for me, well, you're into UFT right now. So I don't look at that. I'm like, wow, like he's a, he's this, the older you get, certain things change. doesn't mean you're going to complete it. You change as an individual. And I think that's important for growth because whenever you have kids, whenever you have youth asking you, Hey, I went to university and I dropped out. Okay, cool. Nothing wrong with that. But why did you drop out? Is it because your friend or is it because this is a decision you made for yourself? And I think the beautiful part of both our platforms is the fact that you're giving back to, to the youth and they're able to look at you in a vulnerable position and say, wow, one day I aspire to be like this person. Doesn't matter where I am, but I want to give back to people. And that's what I want to do. Like every youth, I, 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 can, I want to go back to what you just said. You said you have a lot of testimonials that come to you, right? Which one? If you can pick one that really, really touched your heart and you're like, wow, I can't believe this person like got over it. Just pick one. Um, there's so many. Wow. I, there's even just like the, what, what blows my mind is the ones where people I've, I've never counseled. Like I've never met one-on-one and I've never done my one-on-one sessions with. Those are the ones that blow my mind because you've literally just, just gone through my page and read my posts and, and pulled the knowledge for yourself. Right. So my one to one counseling meetings are people I meet with them. I track their spending habits. I'll do their budgets like I'll I'll create a budget for them and I'll walk them through. Like I kind of set them up. Right. I create the path. I set them up for them and then they walk the walk. Right. The people that I don't do those for and they meet their goals. Like those are the ones that are like, I'm like, wow, like that's amazing. I don't even know who you are. And I don't know, like, and the people that are like also like not in Ontario, uh, have some people in like, um, in Alberta and stuff like that. And those people as well that like, I'm like, yeah, like this is, this is, this is dope. (laughs) And I wonder like the power of a thought, the power of intention, the power of affirmations, because you have the intention in your head, you have the goal, you have the vision. And like you said, you put it out there into the world, obviously on your platform, and it travels. And to your own surprise, it travels way beyond your territory and stuff, right? So talk to us about the power of the thought. Like, are you always thinking positively every single day? Are you just coming with new ideas, new visions? Like, what does the power and the law of attraction mean to you? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I definitely, like, I'm always thinking and I'm always like, okay, how can I, you know, what did you learn today? It's funny. So started the business in 2020. My relationship broke down August 2020. And then that's when the business started to go. So as soon as that part of myself fell off and I was had to go and refine my, my who I actually was and refine my identity, um, that's when the business started to like go. And that's when workshop started and I got into my master's and everything started. And that's when my personal development started to go. Right. Started to grow. So um, and the thought. So it all comes back to like being positive. I'm always like, what is the what like what is the lesson? I always find I said something bad happens to me because things bad bad things happen to me all the time. So anything bad, I figure out what's the lesson in there 
And how can I make sure that this doesn't happen again? Those are the two questions I ask myself. And also, you know what I mean? Like, it's very like, and just keep telling myself, like, I have a lot of positive self-talk and I even teach, I even added this part to my workshop is um, money affirmations, right? And, and financial affirmations and say, well, what do you want? And no goal is to, is, is, you know, not attainable. And, and I know that it's hard, harder for, um, uh, visible minorities. And it's very much like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not set up to help us, but you know what I mean? Working through it and continuing on and, and, and you know what I mean? Even when you get pushed down, getting back up, that is the, the way. And that's, yeah. So who do you go to for help? Because obviously you help so many people on a daily basis. You come with the plans, budgets, and advice, whether people talk to you or not, as we've been talking about this whole duration of the episode. But where time gets tough and you feel as if you're stuck, who do you go to to help? Do you go for God? Do you go for friends? Do you go to family? Or do you go to yourself on an interpersonal level? Who do you go to for help? So, of course, God. He's, you know, he's there always. Um, I do go to church every Sunday, so that's amazing. And, my, and I have a close relationship with my um, church. My mom is is very, very... And the difference between... It's funny. The difference between my sister is, like, anything... I, I, I learn through people's mistakes. So whatever mistakes that somebody else has made, and if they're open about their mistakes and how they would have done it, I'm like, okay, great. So then I won't make that mistake, right? So my mom, like, she's very open with me um, about, like, the mistakes she's made, the money mistakes she's made. I watched my mom, when my parents split, say, yeah, you can go uh, to my dad and I'll stay in the house and I'll figure it out myself. And then she figured out how to pay everything. So I've watched certain things and I've watched my mom go through a lot of stuff. And she's like my number one go-to also my dad me and my dad have a good relationship and my dad is also very uh, i guess you could say financially sound <laughs> as well and he always has good ideas and good and he's always a good ear and very much right so i like i like that and so those are the two that i would go to and in case of anything was happening those are the first two that i would go through go to and then my grandma's just there for emotional support she's a good <laughs> that's amazing so this comprehensive system that you've talked and showed us obviously leads to who you are as far as your growth and where you want to take things next and i love how you talked about you learn from others people's mistakes which is something that me and osama always do like we live by this quote a smart person learns from his own mistakes a wise person learns from the mistakes of others and through that life becomes more easy because you learn what to do and what not to do and even if you are a upon that situation you learn how to maneuver it very easy and obviously like you said the lesson out of everything out of every hardship every trial every affliction every trial and tribulation if you see someone going through the exact same thing you know how to give them the insight as far as the answers on how to deal with the situation at hand so i think that's amazing now i guess a question i want to ask you is what's the future what's next what do you see yourself being i don't know like i'm in my career so that's it I'm the, the only plan is for me is to just continue to um, get the experience and I'm hoping to move um, my goal. I have a goal, I have a money goal, so I want to make more money. So anywhere that I can gain a good experience, but I'm not going to jump at the first opportunity. I'm just going to make sure that this is something that I want to do. So that's for my uh, career. Um, I would love to be, start teaching part-time. Um, one or two classes as a professor in a college. I, with my master's, I'm able to do that, whether it be in social work or whether the college grants me the opportunity to create. I already have the, the course created. 
yeah, the the 13 week course created and you know what they because in my master we had to I was in a curriculum development class, right? So that's all created and what what's what like I know like week six would be presentations and people presenting their budgets and people do like you know what I mean? Like I really have it all mapped out as if I was already ready to go as a teacher. Um, I just need somebody to just grant me the idea and I've and I've reached out and I've I've had some doors closed, but um, I am definitely that's that's not going to stop me. I would really love to see a financial um, education um, general elective in the colleges. I, I think this is this is the next step. Um, we we're giving everybody the tools to have the job, um, but we're not giving everybody we're not giving them all the tools to keep like, to keep the paycheck right and to and to the knowledge and and I right now I teach. Um, a workshop with CAMH, um, with their recovery college. And um, they, the participants are, participants are majority ones who are, are on social assistance. And I still talk to people who are on social assistance as well. Um, I have clients who are on social assistance. But I think it's important to note that no matter how much money you make or where your income comes from, you can still learn about it. And you can still make the little little moves. I think everybody, it's, it's back to the comparison, as you were saying, um, with the, okay, this person is saving $100 a month. Why can't I save money? I can't do it. I can't do it because I'm on social assistance. I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. No, 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 you can. It might not be $100. You might be only be able to save 25 a month, but you're still saving towards something. You're still making that 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 um, saving um, contribution or saving whatever. So um, I just think we have to kind of... You know, reframe our mind, strip our mind from from this. I can't, and stop this comparison because not everybody is is all of our baskets are different. And honestly, just listening to you, usually, ways family knows I'm talkative, but listening to you speak, I was just listening because I'm just like so in awe in terms of like what you're saying. Like usually, this guy's the most quiet one, and I'm the one that's more talkative. So in my head, I'm just listening to both of you guys speak, and I'm like so relatable like i feel if i bring you back more and more and more i'm able to like get to know you and obviously it's like 45 minutes in but in my head i'm like this person's amazing but i guess one advice i can give you is don't even get bugged by people saying no because in my head i remember you said something that actually like sparked a thought when we were first hitting up organizations to go speak at we probably had, we had probably like over 50 no's and it's not until 2021 recently is when people started saying yes to us even bigger guests were like yes 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 but i don't honestly for me the fact that you're working so hard I can only imagine that you're going to have your dream accomplished in these colleges. And that might, that might be, for example, hitting up the financial, the, the uh, ministry of education on, on Ontario, talking to them, whatever it is you just do. Like, I don't, I don't doubt that you're going to be successful. It's going to be whatever it is, it's going to happen. That's my advice because listening to you, I'm like, like these, your words definitely, uh, I guess come with action. You're and you're proving that action. Uh, this question, I really, to be honest, when I asked, when I talked in the, about in the beginning as to why I want to have you on, yes, it was because of who you are, as far as your page, your education, and your vulnerability. But this is really the full circle for me, is the fact that when I see myself and the faces I want to see as far as that reflection in these fields, there's not much of us. And when I saw you, when I saw your page, I'm like, this is what we need as far as our people. Because... Every race, ethnicities have their successes and their plight. And obviously, one plight regarding African-Americans and African-Canadians and immigrants among the diaspora is the fact that we don't know how to use our money. 
we don't know how to spend our money. We have these weird spending habits and uh, I don't know ideologies, and the fact that it always hinders us and stuff, right? Like we grow up, like you said, we grow up like yo, like whatever money we get from McDonald's, our check, going to the mall, buying all the Jordans, buying all the Nike, you know, winter everything, just wasting our money, just food, everything. We just know how to spend. Because obviously the culture, you know, the culture is the rappers, the celebrities, the ballers, the entertainers, the movie stars, spending money, get money, you know? And that's what we learn doing. And we don't know how to, we don't know how to get out of that mindset, you know? And it's not until then God with social media, we're able to provide a space and a platform where educators such as yourself and all the different fields who have our face and that mirror and that reflection in a beautiful light and showing us, hey, there's an action alternative can actually build yourself long-term you can build that generational wealth i want to know you being yourself and having that reflection on the other side what does it mean to you to be doing this knowing that you can really change the world not only for yourself but for your people because black people already have a plight and the black woman is arguably the most ignored person on earth as far as who they are and what they have to share yeah it feels this wasn't a, a plan that I had. I said, I'm going to wake up and this is what I'm going to do. Fell in my lap. And I always say, like, I'm, I'm a social worker and an educator. I'm not, like, I'm not a financial advisor, right? This isn't, I didn't go to school for finance. I have no, I don't even, I, I people hear about it. I don't know, people are like, so, like, did you go to school for that? And no, I did not, actually. Or, like, so how are you getting these gigs? I don't know, but clearly I'm doing something right because they, they you know what I mean? And I've had people come up to me like, why don't you go and become a financial advisor? Why don't you go and you and you do all this stuff? And I said, that's just not what I want for myself. And they're like, you can make so much money. And I'm like, I'm not in it for the money. <laughs> right? In my bio, you'll see it's called a financial friend. Right? I want to be that financial friend for people. I want to be that that person that people can go to that be like, yeah, you're like me. If I go get licensed or if I go get like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it removes that. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm very adamant on not getting licensed. I don't want to sell anything. I don't want to make uh, thousands of dollars a month. Like I'm, I'm okay with where I am right now. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds for me because as I was saying before, like this was very, it was, it fell into my lap. And when it, fell, it fell into my lap and I'm like, okay, I guess I can do this. I'm going with the wind. Like, here we are. Like, let's do this. It, was, it wasn't anything planned. Like, I planned to be a social worker, right? So I planned to do all this stuff. And I planned to be um, a, t- a professor, right? I didn't, but I, the financial, I didn't plan to teach financial literacy. It just literally just fell in my lap. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I just got to keep reminding myself. Um, sometimes we do get discouraged when there's, like, things. And even with, like... Um, getting into the colleges, right? Like getting like not you kind of feeling like you're getting the runaround and you're not hearing back from people. And, and it, it kind of gets a little bit um, discouraging, but I got to keep reminding myself that it just, it, it, it'll come, but it's maybe just not your time right now. So it will come. It's just not your time right now. And it just fell into my lap. And uh, with that, I have no more questions. I do have a million more questions. We don't take more of your time. Uh, we are so thankful to it. Arctic coming soon. You have to come back. You definitely have to come back. And I think that everything you said in this episode, as far as your vulnerability, your proven chance and action of just wanting to learn, and also the stuff you're building as far as the foundation, helping people one-on-one, budgets, everything, and just that foundation as far as that system, your mom, father, 
uh, grandma as well. It shows the totality of who you are. And like Osama said, you're going to do great things. We're so happy, so excited for you. Um, lastly, please advise everyone where they can follow you as far as more information and help. Yeah, so you guys can always uh, follow me at I'll Never Be Broke Again on Instagram. Um, you'll see the logo. It's a girl and a guy, and they have money at their ears like a phone. Um, and you'll see um, I'm my name's not on there. You'll see Cal, so that's uh, what's up, what other people call me as well. And yes, if you have any questions, send them my way. I won't charge you for asking me a question. I have people who ask me questions all the time, and I give them I give them advice right then and there. But yeah, like as if you have a question at three o'clock in the morning, send it. I I'm probably up, so I will definitely answer. Uh, but if not, if I'm not up, then I definitely answer it in the morning. Any um, tune in every Wednesday. I am teaching a workshop for an hour uh, from five to six p.m. So if you want the link for that workshop, I can definitely send you that link. And even though you're coming in week four, um, that's okay. It's uh, still, you know, still early and I could definitely provide you the information from the previous weeks that you missed. So it's it's here. It's ready when you are. And yeah, just take your time. Don't rush. We all have goals that we want, but we have to plan it out. And I'm here to help if you need me. Any other words, Osama? Guys, go make sure and follow her. Go attend those workshops because if you don't, I'm a person to go. I'm going to go to your house and find you. Go to your laptop, type it in. And make sure you're, you're watching. But with that being said, we thank you for coming on. I had a blast. Mo, do you have a blast? Of course you had a blast. Open your mic up. <laughs> Amazing blast. It was insightful. It was everything. And like you said, you planted a lot of seeds. And we can't wait to watch it grow. Peace. You guys thought we were done? I don't think so. We still got to wrap it up. Please follow me at Kusa300. Follow my co-host Muhammad at Muhammad.global. Make sure to follow our page at Instagram. Also, make sure to subscribe to all our platforms. We drop every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Thank you. We'll see you next week.